0: That story has been unfolding and is still unfolding even now. The story continues. Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you. For additional resources to inspire you in your journey with Christ, go to plainfieldchristian.com. Enjoy today's podcast. You know, back in 2014, when uh, this church built the tree house, the name of that capital campaign to fund that initiative was The Unfolding Story. And I love that name because that clues me into the fact that the leaders of this church realized something and it was that God had started writing a story a very long time ago, the story of how he was gonna save the world and that that story has been unfolding and is still unfolding even now here today among us. The story continues. Scripture tells us this. Um, In your Bibles, there's this guy named Luke and Luke wrote two books of our New Testament. The first book that Luke wrote is called The Gospel of Luke and that tells us some of the stories of Jesus's life Here on earth and then the second book that Luke wrote is called the book of Acts which tells us the story of the birth of the church and when Luke sits down to write the book of Acts in the very first verse he says this Acts chapter 1 verse 1 he says in my former book Theophilus aren't you glad your name's not Theophilus he says in my former book referring to the gospel of Luke he says I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach did you catch that? Luke is saying that everything he wrote about in the Gospel of Luke, the story of Jesus' birth, his life, his miracles, his teaching, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, all of that, Luke says, is just what Jesus began to do. And now, as Luke sits down to write the story of the church, now he's saying, hey, we continue what Jesus began. And that's true for us too. We, the church, the people of God, the hands and feet of Jesus, we continue what Jesus began. The story continues. And for the last 2,000 years, all over the world, the story has continued. But particularly here in this place, in Hendricks County, 193 years ago, that story began to unfold right here. The year was 1829. In 1829, there was a Presbyterian minister by the name of Reverend Sylvester Graham who patented what he called Dr. Graham's Honey Biscuits. They later became known as Graham Crackers. A lot of big things happened in 1829. In 1829, the first typewriter was patented and Andrew Jackson was sworn in as president. Abraham Lincoln was just the teenage boy. In 1829, the population of the entire country was just 10 million people. And in 1829... A little group of 17 people got together for worship in Plainfield, Indiana, before the town was even formed. And eventually, they decided to build themselves a log cabin that would serve as their church building for a few years. And so Plainfield Christian Church was born. And here we are today, five buildings, 76 preachers, and almost two centuries later, the story continues We're entering a new chapter of that story today. And so, as we're here to dedicate this worship center, we just got to ask the question what kind of place will this be? What kind of place will this be? And when we ask that question, we're really asking what kind of people will we be? And it's my prayer that this will be a thin place, a thin place. Here's what I mean by that. The the ancient Irish Christians used to talk about these thin places, the place where the gap between the natural world and the supernatural world was at its narrowest. These places where heaven and earth almost seemed to touch, a thin place. My guess is you've probably experienced the thin places before. Uh, I will never forget November the 4th, 2017. November 4th, 2017, it was a Saturday morning, early in the morning, and I was here at the church building for a meeting. My wife was nine months pregnant, and I showed up at church for the meeting, and about as soon as I did, I got the phone call, and Rebecca said, it's time. And so I ran out of the building, and I ran to my car, and I ran a red light on the way home, and picked her up, and we took off to the hospital, got checked in, and we got down to the business of having our very first child, and by that I mean she got down to the business of having our very first child. It's hard work, moms, as you know, that's why they call it labor. But after a very long day at 8:32 p.m., Judah Matthew Proctor was born. You can probably remember the moment when it was your kid. And I remember looking at this little guy and thinking, wow, he looks just like me. <laughs> and the doctor said, that's his bottom. <laughs> <laughs> They turned him around, you know. (laughs) And I looked at his face and I thought, wow. I mean, the kid looks just like a raisin. He's all purple and wrinkly and slimy, but that is the most beautiful little baby boy raisin I've ever seen. That one's mine. And I got to hold this little life in my arms in my own two hands and count his 10 little fingers and 10 little toes and the nurses put the stocking cap on him and those big eyes looking up at me from beneath the stocking cap and the scent of heaven was still fresh on his skin. And I thought, wow, if this is not a miracle, I don't know what is. Don't tell me there's not a God. And that delivery room became a thin place for me. You've probably had them in your life. Yeah see a beautiful sunset, or you get to go to the ocean for the very first time, or your mom is healed from cancer, or or you're in need of some money, you don't know how you're going to make ends meet, and the exact right amount of money shows up at the exact right time in a coincidence that you just can't explain. It's a thin place where the gap between heaven and earth seems to close for a little bit, and the natural meets the supernatural. And for many of you, this very building has been a thin place. For almost 28 years, 800 Dan Jones Road, this has been a thin place. Maybe this is the place where you met God. Maybe this is the place where you encountered the grace of Jesus for the very first time. Maybe this is the place where you married the one that you loved or you mourned the loss of somebody that you loved. Maybe this is a place where you were made new in baptism. This building has been a thin place for us. And the Bible is full of these kinds of places, places where people meet God in remarkable ways. There's mountains and there's deserts and there's gardens, these incredible places where they encounter God. But in the Old Testament, there, there, there's no place more holy, more thin than the tabernacle. It was this tent. And, and then later on, they had the temple made, which is a more permanent structure. And initially, God had the man named Moses, who was the leader of the people, build the tabernacle as this place where sacrifices could be made for the people's sin and prayers could be offered, as a place where Moses himself could go meet with God. And then several generations later, God has this guy named King Solomon build the temple, which is a more permanent structure, as a place where the people could meet with God. This thin place, it was the most beautiful building that anybody had ever seen. Now, of course, as we're talking about this today and as we're enjoying being in this new space, we remember that you know God God doesn't live in houses like we do. In Acts chapter 17, the Bible says this. It says, the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands, this room can't contain God. We know you, you don't have to come to this place just to meet with God to experience His presence. We also know that we, as the followers of Jesus, we are the church. We are, God lives in, in us. We are a spiritual house. Paul says this in Ephesians chapter two. He says that in Him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. We've said all along throughout this project that this is a great room, but listen, it's gonna go out of style like any other room does. The thing that will last is the spiritual house that God is building here among us. But we're not the only ones who knew that. Even Moses and Solomon in the Old Testament, they knew that God wasn't just contained inside these buildings that they were putting up, and yet they still built these places for the people to meet with god and then they have these dedication services where people showed up to welcome the presence of god into these places can i read you a few verses from these dedication services first of the tabernacle and then of the temple i want you to keep your eye out look for how the presence of god comes in each place exodus chapter 40 here's the tabernacle it says then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the lord filled the tabernacle Moses couldn't enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled on it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And something similar happens later on at the dedication service for the temple. All the people are gathered, the priests are leading them in worship and here's what it says. It says they were accompanied by trumpets and cymbals and other instruments. The singers raised their voices in praise to the Lord and sang, he is good, his love endures forever. Then, the temple of the Lord was filled with the cloud and the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. So what kind of place will this be? In our prayers that this will be a place that is filled with the glory of the Lord. This will be a place where God's face is sought, where his goodness is experienced, where his presence is known. So we're going to dedicate this room for the glory of God today. And together, we want to commit to four things that this place will be. And as we do that, we want to commit to four things that we, as the people of God, will be. With each one of those things, I'm going to have you pray a prayer of dedication with me, if that's all right. And the first thing is this. We want this to be a place of truth, a place of truth. One of the texts that has been on our hearts as we remodeled this room is from Psalm 145. Psalm 145 says this. The Lord is great and is highly praised. His greatness is unsearchable. One generation will declare your works to the next and will proclaim your mighty acts. One generation will declare your works to the next. Part of why I love this room is that this room allows us as a church to worship in one venue instead of in two venues. This room is going to allow you to rub shoulders with some people that you might not otherwise know. This room and these new service times are gonna hopefully allow us to maximize what we believe is one of the greatest gifts that God has given Plainfield Christian Church, and that's our generational diversity. We want one generation to tell of God's mighty acts to the next. And I'm so glad we have the kids in here in the room today. Welcome, we are so glad that you are with us because this room is a space where we want the old to mingle with the young, to tell them the stories of God's faithfulness. We wanna rub shoulders as a diverse community united by the blood of Jesus, as Eric told us earlier. This is gonna be a room where together, week in and week out, we delight in the stories of God's faithfulness with a Bible in one hand and a basin in the other where every generation comes here week in and week out to say that we still believe believe the good news of what God has done to save the world through Jesus. This is going to be a place of truth and we're going to be a people of truth. And if you'll let me get on my soapbox for just a second, that's why we want you to sign up for equip you too. I'm saying that because today is the last day to sign up. Okay. Some of you have been in church for a long time. You walk with Jesus for a long time and you are honestly ready to take a deeper step, but maybe you've been putting it off for a while. This is your chance. We want you to dive deep into what we believe, why we believe it, and what difference the truth makes in your everyday life. So sign up for EquipU. Kicks off next um, week, this semester does, but today's the last day to sign up. We wanna be a people of truth, and we want this to be a place of truth. We've said week in and week out. That's why we're gonna be reading the Bible from cover to cover on this stage this week. Right after church gets over today, people are gonna get in here and they're gonna start reading the Bible. The building's gonna be open from 6 a.m. till 10 p.m. all week long. We've split up the whole scripture into 15-minute chunks. We got 397 slots to fill, and we still have some open slots and we want you to be a part of it. So if you haven't signed up yet, you can go to the info there on the screen. Go to plainfieldchristian.com and sign up for a slot. Come in with your kids or with your group, with your spouse, and read God's word together. Let's dedicate this place and let's reconsecrate ourselves to being people of the truth. And as we do, I love that week in and week out, we're gonna get to gather for worship under the cross that is the symbol of this truth. Can I tell you the story of that cross? It's beautiful, isn't it? Isn't that amazing? Now that cross was handmade by two men in our congregation, Steve Larkin and Chuck Mustin. If you happen to run across them, tell them thank you for all the work they put into it. And Steve Larkin told me that he prayed before every time he worked on that cross. Can I tell you my favorite thing about the cross? That cross is made out of the wood from the old sanctuary that was in here. And so this is a very tangible reminder for us that one generation's gonna tell of God's mighty acts to the next. This cross, can you imagine the people who heard God's word proclaimed sitting in those pews. The people who ran their hands along that wood as they prayed in desperation for God to help them as they sang praises to God and gave him glory. As they gave their lives to Jesus for the very first time, we get to gather week in and week out to say that we are the community grounded at the foot of the cross and telling the stories of God's faithfulness to one another this room's gonna be a place of that truth. And so we're gonna pray a prayer of dedication right now that this will be a place of truth. I'm gonna read out loud the words in white, those will be my prayer, and I want you to respond by praying out loud the words in yellow. Ready? All right, here we go. Lord, you are great and worthy of praise. Lord, your word stands forever. Lord, we want to know the truth. Lord, you are the truth. May this room always be a place of truth. May your word be our authority. By your truth in this place, May the lost be found, the saved be assured, the sinners be convicted, the lonely be known, the grieving be comforted, the guilty be pardoned, the addicted be set free, the anxious be filled with hope, the weak be strengthened, the wounded be healed, the thirsty find satisfaction, and the hungry be filled." May your people be equipped by your word for every good work. And in Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. Amen. This will be a place of truth. Secondly, this will be a place of worship. This is, after all, a worship center. And let's just talk real frankly about the worship real quick, because there's going to be times when the music that happens in here does not fit your taste, And there will be times when the service seems to drag on and on and on. And there will be lots of times when the sermon is not that great. I can promise that to you. (laughs) But the question we're going to ask over and over again is not, did you like the worship? The question we're going to ask is, did God like the worship? Was God pleased with what we gave him here today? And sometimes that means that the worship is gonna be a sacrifice for you, and that's actually a good thing, because that's the kind of worship that God likes. Hebrews 13 says this, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name, and do not forget to do good and share with others, for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Sacrificial worship is the kind of worship that is most pleasing to God. This is our true and proper worship, Paul says in Romans 12, he He says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So let's pray again that the worship that arises from this room to the throne of heaven for years to come will be sacrificial worship, worship that God likes. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, you need nothing You are generous, humble, and gentle. Yet you are of we have In view of your great mercy, we offer ourselves this may this be a place of worship, full of your spirit, full of your truth. As we lay down, may, you be up. may our worship always lead us to deeper unity and prepare us for the eternal songs of the life to come. Hallelujah, for our Lord God Almighty reigns. Amen, this is gonna be a place of truth. This is gonna be a place of worship. Third thing is this, this is gonna be a place of mission. A place of mission. Now, there's a preacher down in Texas by the name of Dr. Tony Evans, and at one time, their church had just built a big new worship center, and there was a visitor to their campus who was going for a tour, and went into the worship center and and remarked, wow, I mean, this this place is incredible. How how many does it seat? And Dr. Evans responded. He said, well, not sure about how many it seats, but it sleeps about 800. (laughs) Ha ha, okay, all right. (laughs) Seats are pretty comfy, aren't they, yeah? There are 932 chairs in this room, 932 chairs. But listen to me. What matters most about this church is not our seating capacity, but our sending capacity. Let me say that again. What matters most is not our seating capacity, but our sending capacity capacity. These seats are not the finish line of the race. They're just a pit stop. These seats are not 932 Sunday morning nap stations. These are launch pads to send you back out into the world with a Bible in one hand and a basin in the other as the people of God on the mission of God. I love that Plainfield Christian Church has always been a great commission church that we all know what's expected of us, that if you're a member of the Plainfield Christian Church family, God has sent you to go be a disciple maker. The Great Commission is what Jesus said to his followers here in Matthew chapter 28 when he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He says, Therefore, stay. Is that what he says? He said, Come sit down once a week? Does he say, Twiddle your thumbs together while you hang out, waiting for me to get back and take you to heaven? No, he says, Therefore, go. To every one of us, he says, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. We want this to be a place of mission. We want to be a people of mission, which is why if you're part of our church family, it's expected that you're taking the one challenge. We want you to have at least one person in your life who is far from God and to commit to doing three things for them. We want you to pray for them every single day. We want you to build a relationship with them through eating, eat with them. You guys can do that. promise okay and then we also want you to have spiritual conversations with them ask them good questions share your story and share the truth with them when the time comes when you leave this place every single week you leave on mission when this service ends you are not dismissed you are sent this is a place of mission so let's pray and dedicate that here a king jesus you have all power in heaven and on earth and you have commanded us to go and you have promised to be with us, you us, you send us. so send us from here as your ambassadors send us at your hands to solve the, earth, the, light of the world. send us out as workers in your harvest field for you are the lord of the harvest May the words we hear, sing, and say in this place be authenticated by our obedience. Raise up a generation whose hearts are yours. And in Jesus' name, all God's people said. This is going to be a place of truth, a place of worship, a place of mission. And the fourth thing is this this is going to be a place of prayer a place of prayer. If you've been following Jesus for a while, maybe you're familiar with this beautiful promise from the Old Testament that God makes to his people in 2 Chronicles chapter four. It's kind of a famous verse. God says this, he says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. That's an awesome promise, isn't it? Now, if you've been a Christian for a while, maybe you've you've heard that phrase used a whole bunch of different ways, that promise in different contexts, but you gotta remember that when we read the Bible, it's important that we're not just cherry-picking one verse out at a time to make it say whatever we want it to say. We always wanna read Scripture in context, looking at what comes before the verse and what comes after. So can I give you the context here for this promise? The context is that the people of Israel are gathered at the dedication service for the temple, And King Solomon has just led them in a bunch of prayers of dedication, similar to how we have just done. And this promise, this is God's response to Solomon's prayer. And and, and Solomon asked God, would you meet us here at this place? Would you hear us in this place? Would you help us in this place? And this promise is God saying, yes, yes, I will hear your prayer. Yes, I will be here with you. And yes, just as we have refurbished this room, God will refurbish us. If we humble ourselves and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways, he will forgive us, he will heal us. In verse 15, right after this, I love this, he promises, now, now, God says, my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. So may this always be a place of prayer. We've made up some prayer cards today. You'll see them on your way out. Outside of every door, there's some just on a music stand. I hope you grab one on your way out. And on each of those prayer cards, there's just a seating chart of this room, all 930 seats. And on each card, there's a different seat highlighted. So you'll have just one seat highlighted on your prayer card. And I want you to pray for that one seat, that that one chair in this room would be a thin place for the people who sit in that seat and come in years to come to meet God there. Pray that in that seat they would be convicted of their sin, that they would be comforted from their woundedness, that they would experience the healing that Jesus could bring. Pray that they will be sent out as workers into the harvest field. Pick up a prayer card on your way out because we want this to be a place of prayer. Because the story's continuing, isn't it? We've kind of been all over the Bible today. We've heard a lot of different stories, the story of God parting the water so his people can enter the promised land and the stories of the dedication of the tabernacle and the temple. We've heard the stories of Jesus' own death and resurrection and sending his Holy Spirit on his followers. And with all of those stories, I love the prayer of the prophet Habakkuk in the Old Testament, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. The prophet says this as he reflects on all these stories of what God has done. He prays, Lord, I've heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day. In our time, make them known. I mean, these stories that we have reflected on, these aren't just what God has done in the past. They are seals and guarantees of what God wants to do in the present and in the future. So our prayer together as the church is, Lord, Lord, would you do it again? Would you repeat these stories in our day? Now this picture here, this is the Atacama Desert in Chile. This is the driest desert on Earth. In fact, when space programs wanna test for what life is gonna be like on Mars and practice with their equipment, they go to the Atacama Desert, the driest desert on the planet. And it looks really dry and dead on the surface, but actually, just underneath the surface of the desert, right below the soil, are millions and millions of seeds just laying there, ready to sprout, They just don't have enough water to grow and yet a few years ago back in 2015 there was what's called a super bloom and the Atacama desert received 12 years worth of rain in just seven hours and look what happened that amazing (laughs) man this is our time church I believe with all my heart that the seeds have been planted and that we as the people of God are primed and ready for God to do something incredible here among us. I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to make something beautiful out of us so that the whole world, so that Hendricks County can see the living God amongst us. And it's time for us as a church to stand up and rededicate ourselves to being people of truth and worship and mission and prayer so that our grandchildren can play in the flowers and bask in the glory of God. Let's contend for the future of our children in this place so that the stories we have been handed down will be handed down to them and the great tales of what God has done in the past will be a reminder for them of what he continues to promise to do in the future. Let's make this a place of prayer. We need 20 years worth of prayer in six months. And if we become those kind of people, man, gets my heart pumping to think of what God will do. So let's pray again. Let's make this a place of prayer. God of your people, we have heard of what you have done. Renew them in our day. May this be a place of prayer, a thin place where we encounter the living God. Show us your glory here. that we might seek your face you the and, and turn from our wicked ways and seek your face you hear us, us. and heal our land. Father in heaven, these are your promises and we rest on them and we love the stories of what you have done and we eagerly await the stories of what you will do. Lord, we know that there are gonna be a lot of people who come into this room in the years to come There's gonna be a woman who comes in here and her marriage is hanging by a thread. There's gonna be a man who comes in here who's under a lot of pressure to do something unethical at work. There's gonna be parents who come in here grieving because they have a child who has wandered from the path that they set for them. There will be people in this room who are afraid and anxious because of a medical diagnosis. There's gonna be people who come into this room and grieve the deaths of someone that they love. There will be people in this room caught in the chains of addiction. And yet we stand under this cross, saying that we believe that because of your death and resurrection, Jesus, you will demonstrate your power to heal and transform lives right here in this place and we welcome you. We are so excited, Lord, to see the people who are gonna be made new in the waters of that baptistry. We are thrilled to think of the missionaries that you're gonna send from this room to every corner of the globe. We eagerly await the workers who will be trained and the people who will be equipped. We eagerly await the marriages that will be sealed here and the hope that we cling to and the funerals that will happen here. And we ask, Lord, that you would always raise up among us a generation that will seek your face. We love you, Jesus. It's in your powerful name that we pray and all God's people said Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's our desire for you to grow in your understanding of Christ's love and our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you would like to receive our podcast every week, we encourage you to subscribe to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.